Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 127. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. It is so wonderful to be back in your ears and I'm loving jumping into the group and having conversations about our episodes. This one thing I actually really missed about the podcast was when people find something in the podcast and they want to dissect that point that we made and then I learn something new or even better, my favorite is when someone will articulate an idea that I had in a much better way (laughs) so that I can steal it and use that in the future and sound much smarter. So I'm really loving having those conversations back. I can't wait to hear what people think of our last episode, which hasn't gone to air at (laughs) at time of recording, but I just listened to it this morning (laughs) and- and we were off our trees <laughs> a little bit. So, um, sorry, guys. I hope, look, we I'm laugh also a lot. Try, I'm and- trying not to laugh because I've, I've been a bit sick and every time I laugh, I cough. So, sorry for the oh, laughing we've been. It's awkward. just sticking around. So, sorry about that. But, yeah, last week's episode was hilarious. We were <laughs> off our chops, particularly towards yes. the end. Yes. Well, we, we did a bit. Well, we started off a little bit off our tree and we finished off a little bit off our tree. So it was good. It was bookended really well. (laughs) Anyway, um, so onto our first segment of the week and it is our recommendation of the week and I'm going to keep going with (laughs) our – well, so my recommendation of the week last week really set Carly off. Hopefully this week it's it's cheese slices (laughs) and hear me out. So – uh, we're quite behind the times. We only got like a, a toasty maker like this year, which is so weird to me because, you know, to- like a cheese toasty yeah, maker. Yeah, yeah. Is it a which- jaffle or is it like a toasted sandwich like a, maker? A toasted sandwich maker. Because uh-huh. I maintain that jaffles and toasted sandwiches are completely different and I don't think, because sometimes people will have an argument about it and they'll say, do you like jaffles better or toasted sandwiches better? And I staunchly maintain that they are different flavors for different times in your life. But because people use them interchangeably, like, because a jaffle is like, isn't that like kind of pancake mix? No, jaffle is sealed around the edges. So there's a pocket of hot stuff in the middle. Yeah, and it's got, crunchy okay, around so the edges. Is, yeah, right. So it's the same ingredients, but a different exactly like, form, finish. slightly got different it. form. Um, <laughs> and yeah, sometimes you want that crunchy edge and that like piping hot middle. Yeah. And sometimes what you want is a toasted sandwich. The problem with the jaffle is that sometimes you lose a bit of what's in it. Whereas in a toasted sandwich maker, if it just seeps out, you can kind of maintain <laughs> it its structural in. integrity. Well. So we got the toasted sandwich maker and I have been laboriously cutting slices of cheese from cheese blocks and then I was at a friend's place and she got out like this because I've always just gone like cheese slices are evil because they're like, you know, the plastic cheese kind of things. Yeah. Did you not know that you could get like regular cheese in slices? No. Oh, my God, Kelly. Until I was at my friend's house and she pulls out. The, the, the cheese slices and she just slapped up like toasted sandwiches for the kids in like two seconds and I was like, oh, my God, I make – like I can't even imagine how many toasted sandwiches I make a week. I make a lot. And so cheese slices 
have changed my life. Okay, so, yes, so there you go. Welcome to 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have they been around for this long? I've oh, just surely. always thought in my head that, yeah, cheese slices are just bad stuff and I just no. really didn't know that you could get And I because I checked the ingredients, I was like, nah, there's got to be something dodgy in this to like not get them and nope they have like three ingredients the same three ingredients Just like a block of cheese. cheese has that is so funny i'm gonna google when sliced cheese was invented and see just how proper well. slice because i used proper, to have like it not- when i was uh, it would have to it would easily be 20 to 30 years ago no easily easily Okay, you need yeah, to Google. Tell I will. me in the group, guys. Tell me in the group. Okay, your recommendation. So my recommendation of the week, of the week <laughs> is a bit weird. Country <laughs> malls, like shopping centres, they are just so great. They're well-stocked. They're quiet. You can always get a car park. The Maya in Albury is kind of the closest big shopping centre that we have. It's tiny, but it's awesome. It's about the tenth, uh, about a tenth the size of the Melbourne Central Maya, and it just always seems to have everything I need. And the Melbourne one is just always sold out of my size, or it didn't stock the item anymore, or there's just like all of that space taken up by, you know, there's like handbag stalls that they have there. Of, oh, it's just they're so big. Maya, yeah. I just kind of look at Maya and go, oh, I just can't do it. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this Maya is kind of like what Maya used to be you know, in the 60s, just a a sensible size department store with the bare basics of what you need. So I highly recommend if you find yourself with the opportunity to go to a country mall. It's it's good fun. (laughs) Excellent, excellent recommendation. And now we haven't figured out like a cracker brilliant intro yet for Carly's Random Thing of the Week, which it totally deserves, but we're working on it. We will come up with one. In the absence of one, do tell us. Are you a random thing of the week, Carl? So this is my random thought of the week. It's more of like, it's yeah, it's more of a thought rather than a thing that happened because um, my random thing last week was just so spectacular. I just thought <laughs> I needed to, you know, kick it a bit calm this week. So a lot of people have asked me what has changed in my life since having a baby. And to be honest, aside from like having a baby, not a lot has really changed. But one thing I've noticed that has really changed is that my lady boner for celebrities <laughs> that don't have children has just completely evaporated. So I was in love with Leonardo DiCaprio for easily 20 years. And now like he's a bachelor that only dates 22 year olds. And I find him repellent now. (laughs) There's just, I'm just not interested in men that aren't good dads. That's really, that's my, that's my whole thing now. So back in the day, I really loved dudes with like floppy fringes that would go in their (laughs) eyes and then they kind of stare at you intensely from underneath this, you know, <laughs> curtain of fabulous locks. And now I'm just like, nah, put a kid on your shoulders or I'm not interested. So, yeah. That so was you're my- like hot for Ryan Re- Reynolds. Oh, my God, I'm so hot for Ryan Reynolds right now. And he was not really interesting to me before. And now I'm like, and, and the Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, very into him. Just, you know, anyone who's been a good dad these days, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. So, yeah, that's, a, that's a weird <laughs> little thought that I had this week. So, yeah, and I would love to know if anyone else finds good dads very, very sexy because that's my new thing. (laughs) I do. I definitely find good dads sexy. Um, So on to our topic of the week, and this is – it's a bit of a weird one. I wasn't. We weren't sure what to call this episode, so we've called it for want of a better title: uh, "The Truth About the All or Nothing Approach." Um, and I guess what I wanted to do with you, Carl, today, um, we do have a few tips for this, but we wanted to have a discussion about how, like everything in personal development and self improvement, tends to be very all or nothing, and 
by which I mean like if someone preaches, there's a little bit of a gotcha thing to it because if like if someone preaches moving every day and then you if you don't move every day, like are you still able to preach the benefits of moving every day? And, you know, if you're all about reducing sugar in your diet and you eat a piece of cake, are like you complete fraud? Um, you know, if your personal brand is, you know, you have a personal brand with regard to health or productivity and then you have like, you know, a really unproductive week, like do you even get to talk about being productive? I have to say, um, Kelly, I'm starting to feel personally victimised by all of the things that you're listing right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's literally all of the things that I talk about all of the time. And then it's like, well, yeah, if because if, I do preach moving every day I because I've got Waggle Your Smaggle on Instagram, which I've sucked at in the last two weeks. So this is very, very topical. Um, yeah, sorry, Kel, you keep going, but I was Yeah, like- well, I'm just, you know, I, I just wanted to have a chat with you before we go into kind of some tips. Like, what, do you feel like this is a thing? Like there's this very all or nothing approach and we are very unforgiving both of ourselves and other people who are not, yeah, 100% on it all the time. And is there a healthier way to come at self-improvement? Obviously, I think there is, but yeah, thoughts or yeah no 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 no, definitely going to thoughts um but yeah like as I was saying everything that you mentioned there is stuff that I preach actively on Instagram I'm very into moving every day um I quit sugar about two years ago that doesn't mean I don't occasionally have a banjo bear or a a bite of someone else's cake at um, a dessert at a restaurant I do think that particularly if you are a person who I, I really hate using the word influencer, but I can't really, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I can't really use any other word. That's kind of I, I would say we're both influencers in a way. You're less in that typical <laughs> kind of influencer <laughs> bracket. Um, you're less preachy. You're less of a pain in the butt <laughs> than I am. I mean, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I do feel like if and I get held to things quite a lot. So I this is yeah. a very random example, but I'm halfway through writing a blog post about my curly hair care routine. And there's I've mentioned this before, I loosely follow the curly girl method, and this is a method by a woman called Chrissy's going to be screaming it at me um, as she listens to the podcast. <laughs> While she listens to the podcast. Yeah, this, this is her name. <laughs> this is my friend uh, Chrissy from Hair Romance. Um, her, her name is Lorraine Massey, I want to say. I think I got it right. Anyway, so her whole thing is that you don't put alcohols or parabens on your hair. You don't use heat. Uh, you don't dye your hair and there's all of these really laborious techniques that you do to your hair to make your hair be more curly. And the whole thing with it is that you, it's very, very stringent and the whole philosophy behind it is that you go 100% or you don't do it at all. So I kind of, yeah, so (laughs) I, I kind of follow it about 80% because one of the reasons why you do this, and I understand, is because if you use any of these products that you're not supposed to use, you get buildup on your hair. And in order to get rid of that buildup, you have to use a clarifying shampoo. That, sorry, this is probably very boring to people who don't care, <laughs> but that kind of strips away all the good work that you've done. So it is kind of, that there is a reason behind why you have to do it. But the thing is, is that I did it 80%. And it works really well for me. So I'm at 80%, but diehard curly girl 
people are like, well, you're not a true curly girl then. And I'm kind of like, I, I don't actually care. Like what, <laughs> yeah. what, what I'm doing is working. And I, I explained in this blog post that I'm 80% CG and I got the, got an email from this woman. Like this, she was crazy. She emailed me from America and had been, she followed this routine that I blogged about six years ago. And then I changed my routine and she emailed me. I was like, well, you didn't tell me you changed your routine. And I was like, I, <laughs> why do I have to tell you? Like, I'm not a hair guru. I'm just some chick from Australia that did something with my hair and told some people about it. And maybe you need to make your own hair decisions. So I think <laughs> when you are, um, someone who puts content out there and other people consume that content, it's good to be reminded of, um, how influential you can actually be, particularly on the podcast, because, I do sometimes forget that people listen to this and then people will message me and it's it's like they're listening to our conversation and they're here with us more so than any writing that we've yeah. ever done. It, podcasting is very much a different thing. So uh, people do take what you say for gospel and because there is a recording of what you've said, yeah, people can come <laughs> back and say, yeah, but you said this. And I'm like, yeah, mate, that was two years ago. I, I'm a, like a, in a whole different place with now, everything since then. So I, I don't really have much of a point of what I was just saying, but it it's, it's very much um, when you do put your thoughts out onto a public platform, you open yourself up for people holding you to your, to your word, changing their own habits based on your word. And also, um, you know, I, I guess kind of. And feeling personally affected exactly if you change your approach it's a little bit um it, I don't know if it is the same thing but you know when people write about a certain thing and their blog's all about that thing and then they evolve mm. and they start writing about something else and people are like no but you're this person for me you know a bit like even say Sarah Wilson when you know she was the sugar person but really her her bag is sustainability now, and yeah. food waste and, you know, and people get really more mortally offended when they followed you for one thing and then you've evolved your message or you've evolved what your interest into something else. And yeah. Like, you know, they're like, no, no, you're this person and I followed you for this and, but, and you're not even doing that thing anymore that I followed you for. And it's like, well, because that's not how the world works. And that no. I guess is why we want to talk about, this all or nothing approach because it doesn't it doesn't serve us very well. So it doesn't serve us well to hold ourselves to it, and it doesn't serve us well to hold other people to it as well. So yeah, so so these are kind of what our tips are going to be around are going to be around ditching the all or nothing approach and how to I guess be kinder to yourself and be kinder to other people. And that is actually going to be the first tip is that we need to be kind to ourselves and I know um, a lot of people see kindness to yourselves as a bit of like if you're trying to hold yourself to a certain standard like you know I want to give up gluten or I want to you know stop eating processed sugars or I want to you know whatever people want to give up I want to have better habits I want to exercise every day and if we give ourselves like a little out we're a bit worried we'll just keep taking that as an out um but the alternative is holding yourself to a hundred percent standard, and then when you let that standard slip, like just throwing everything to hell, like you know. So you know, you decide you're going to go gluten free, and then you know, there's this lovely fresh loaf of bread that someone served up at their house, and it's got your know, lashings of butter on it, and you're like, oh my god, that looks so good. 
And if you let yourself have that piece of bread, like, are you the worst person in the world? And have you, and, and should you just give up gluten free now because you weren't able to do it? Well, no. Like, just enjoy the bloody piece of bread and then move on and start again, like as of now, you know. Um, yeah, I just feel, you know, if someone skips their Wednesday morning boot camp because, like, you know, they were out of work due on Tuesday night and they're a bit hungover, like, that doesn't mean like you're the worst person in the world and you never need, you know, and then forget about boot camp. It's crap and I can't stick to it. Just like start again at the next session. If the next session's on Friday, just rock up on Friday. But I do think we have to find a way to be kind to ourselves without creating a situation where every time we've like fail or we let something slip, we just give up. Like give it, it doesn't work if we do that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Also, I think it's important to be kind to others when they're not perfect about practicing what they preach, which is what we just went through there. And we were talking before about the gotcha culture um, and that really, really needs to stop. So I've got a really good example of this. I've been trying to be conscious of waste for at least the last few years. I've never claimed to be zero waste and nor is that a big component of the content I create, but I frequently get called out for making less than environmental choices. So for example, I um, did some stories when we moved house and I was using bubble wrap. It was secondhand bubble wrap that someone <laughs> just included in a bo- in a like package of secondhand boxes that I bought. And I also used disposable nappies, um, but I've never claimed to be zero waste. So I use a travel coffee mug religiously. I did it for years before it was cool. I carry a reusable <laughs> water bottle everywhere. 90% of the baby stuff we have for Hattie is secondhand. Um I said before the bubble wrap I used was secondhand uh, and I use disposable nappies because we live in a climate where nothing ever dries and it would be an enormous amount of time and resources and energies to use reusables at this stage. I fully intend on eventually using reusables when I have a better method for washing and drying them without having wet nappies lying around. We, it, yeah. Our climate is randomly very high humidity. We're at 90% <laughs> most of the time, even though it's really cold. So everything is just <laughs> wet constantly. It's very frustrating. Um, and also our dry just costs a friggin' fortune. So there's all of that stuff that you have to consider in, in what would actually be the most environmental option. Um, but at the moment, that's the right choice for us. Um, but it doesn't mean that I am not taking my cutlery with me to the food court or using my beeswax wraps or growing my own zucchini. Y- you can commit to one thing and not have to commit to another and have your own personal reasons for why you are doing that. Um, and there's also just so many more layers to everything than we can even yeah. imagine. It's it's crazy. So I'll link to this article. Um, there's a, I'll try and track down this a woman that I met on Facebook. She's friends with two of my friends from Canberra and I'm not quite sure what she does, but I've, I've tried to kind of follow her and find out what she does, but she's incredibly intelligent and has really excellent research um, in buying things that are ethical versus buying things that are vegan versus buying things that are low in palm oil versus buying things mm. that, um, you know, have, have low carbon emissions because they don't travel as far. She's really, really done the research on this. So I, I will try and track her down. And if someone can remind me, I will. But in the meantime, there's an article that I linked to here um, that's talking about the choices that you make, uh, you know, that you put your consumer dollars behind. So if you choose vegan, most of the time vegan goods have a worse imprint on the planet than goods that were made using animal products. So, for example, pleather is made from petrochemicals, uh, bad for the environment and doesn't last as long as leather. But if 
your if the thing that is the most important to you is to not harm animals in and, and you want to put your consumer dollars behind that absolutely go for that if the environment and sustainability is more important to you then I mean like obviously no one wants to hurt animals everyone wants um, animals to be uh, you know raised um, in, in an ethical and, and non-cruel way but if doing that, like if, if making that choice is going to affect the environment more, then you really need to figure out where, like what, what are you going to put your money behind and what is the most important thing to you? Because we really cannot have it all. Well, and, and we really can't, you know, there's, and as you say, there's so many layers to so many different things. And a lot of what's out there in the media is just the high level, easy sell yeah. headline and not, the actual thing that it's not very educational and so you've got to you've got to put a lot of time and energy into doing your own research yourself or find those people who whose research you trust and follow along with what they're saying but ultimately like i just feel if we're all doing our best most of the time it beats none of us doing up you know beats us giving up because we haven't been able to do our best all the time and I really feel strongly about that whole gotcha culture there's it you know it doesn't it doesn't just happen to people on the internet like who put their stuff out there you know it's just we 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 can do it to our friends we can do it to our family members you know I think like my you know I'll preach to my you know, family members about your know, use of plastic or use of that. And then if I use glide wrap for something, they're like, oh, you're using glide wrap. And yeah. it's like, I, I know, but I have, you know, I've given consideration to why I'm using glide wrap in this situation over that situation, you know. So, but I, I also think, almost think it's kind of like a little bit of a trust thing or, or rather than trying to catch people out doing the wrong thing, how about trying to catch people out doing the right thing? Yeah, and congratulate if, them on that. Yeah, or if you see them doing what you, or if you're a bit confused because you feel like there's a mixed message going on, like ask them in a genuinely curious way rather than a, oh, I got you, you know, I got you doing the wrong thing way because nobody's really going to respond well to that. No. Um, so yeah, another way to be kind to yourself is I don't know if people remember we we spoke about the four burners theory quite a while ago, um, and we did a whole episode on it. So go back to that episode and listen to that and. But, you know, here's a quick recap. So we spoke about four burners theory in relation to kind of life success or the things you're trying to achieve in life. And the four burners theory says that imagine your life is represented by a stove with four burners on it. Each burner symbolizes one major quadrant of your life. So one quadrant is family, one is friends, one is health, and one is work. And the four burners theory kind of purports that if you want to be successful in life, or if you want to be successful at implementing something or achieving something, you usually have to turn two of those burners off. So it's, you know, if you want to be, let's say when you're right in the midst of a new baby and being a successful parent and getting through those first two years, then quite often you will turn off your friend's burner and maybe your health burner as well. Um, someone who's got like a big sporting thing that they're aiming to do might turn the work burner right down and then the friend's burner right down. So that's the, the four banners theory. And I think you can apply it to this kind of situation as well insofar as being kind to yourself that if you want to be successful at whatever approach to self-improvement or personal development or looking after the environment or whatever area of your life is, 
you can't kind of have like four birds, like you can't choose four things and have them all being perfect at the same time because you're going to use up all your fuel where your fuel is energy, your own personal energy. So kind of concentrate on like say two areas that you really want to get going. So if you want to be a zero waste person and a low sugar person and you want to run a marathon and you want to write a book, like if you try to do all four of those things at once, you're going to fail yeah let's be honest or you're going to torpedo everything else in your life so do just the book and the low sugar and then once you've got them under control then do the other things so it's just about spreading your energy in a more effective manner and you know setting yourself up I'm going to talk about this in a state, but setting yourself up for failure, setting yourself up for failure (laughs) setting yourself up for success instead of failure so so, Carlos, your next tip? Um, another one is don't start again on Monday. Start again <laughs> tomorrow. So, Monday is put up as this magical day that everything's going to happen. You will change. You will, On Monday, you'll be thin. You'll be gorgeous. You'll be healthy. You'll stop that habit that you have been trying to stop, and it's just way too much pressure. So, there was some research published in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition that showed that people eat the most meat on Saturdays and Sundays and the most carbs and alcohol on Fridays and Saturdays and most calories throughout the week on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So, it's just why everyone starts on Monday. Exactly. And it stands to reason that if you start a diet on Friday, your willpower is going to be so much higher and you'll have a better chance of making it through the habit forming first week than if you start on a Monday and lose your willpower by the time you get to Friday. And also full confession, I haven't exercised outside of daily walks in two full weeks, which is so unlike me. I've been sick. Ben's been sick. Hattie's been sick. And we I only just got my energy back to do it. I'm planning on getting up and doing some exercise tomorrow morning. I'm fanatical about exercise and I barely took a month off between being pregnant and having Hattie, but I have not had time. I, like, I haven't had the energy to do it. I've had the time, but just the energy to get up and do it when I've been caring for my two sick family members, trying to work at the same time, keep our household running efficiently so that, you know, we're not drowning in dishes. And, and also like shopping is hard because we live in the country and, you know, it's a good half hour, 45 minute drive to our nearest Woolies. And by the time you drive there, do the shopping, drive back, you've got a grumpy kid that needs feeding and you've been in the car for three hours and, you know, it's just, it's a nightmare. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I still identify as a daily exerciser. It's one of the biggest breaks I've had in a very long time. Uh, and I'll get back into my rhythm tomorrow. And for us, it's a Wednesday and I'm not waiting till Monday because tomorrow is the best day to start. And to me, yeah, because tomorrow you've got the energy back. And yeah, it, we, we do need to get out of this mindset of like everything needs to start on Monday or everything needs to start on the first of the month or everybody, everything needs to start on January the 1st because that, you know, they're loopholes. If anyone has read Gretchen Rubin's stuff, like they're little loopholes that, you know, oh, well, everything has to start on Monday. Well, you can't start a diet on a Thursday. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can start at any time. The best time to start is tomorrow. Well, and the 1st of January is the worst time to do anything. Yeah, it is actually statistically one of the worst Just times. Just terrible. I like, we all know I'm an upholder and I'm very good at <laughs> habits and sticking to things. I don't think I've ever stuck to a new year's resolution that I was starting on the 1st of January. Yeah. Never. I don't even do new year's resolutions because I don't stick to them. Um, 
So yeah, so the final tip insofar as, you know, giving yourself a break from that all or nothing approach is to apply the good old 80-20 rule, you know, so try and hit your ideal 80% of the time and cut yourself slack 20. So if people are like going, you know, I want to cut myself slack, but I have, you know, I need some guidelines for cutting myself slack. Like here's your guideline, 80-20. And I kind of always... the way I operate is I try to make it easy for myself to do the right thing when I'm at home and when I'm in control of my time, when I'm in control of my eating. Um, so that when life makes it harder, like say when you're on holiday or you're traveling or you get sick, it doesn't matter so much. So, you know, at home is your 80, on holiday is your 20, you know, so like, so if, if you don't have a chocolate muffin every single morning tea at home, that's you know, that's an easy kind of boundary to set. And then you go, but then I'll always have dessert when I go out for dinner to a lovely restaurant. And that's, you know, so that's an easy way to set boundaries for yourself and be kind to yourself and take a sensible approach without being really all or nothing about it. Exactly. And that's how I feel about my laps in exercise in the yeah. last two weeks, I can do that because I've exercised three to five times a week for the last 20 years. So Exactly. You know, and if you look at the great grand 80-20, like these two weeks that, I mean, you've still walked every single day, yeah. but like in your head, I've got to do like a little workout. So, but this is not even a 20 for you. Like this is not, not even a 1% no. for this two weeks that you've had off because for such a long time, you've maintained that same exercise routine. So I think also we need to look at that. Like we, it's, you know, it's a bit of recency bias. We look at like what we've done in the last two weeks and we don't give ourselves credit for what we've done all year. Yeah. Like I, I actually um, found some of my old triathlon training diaries the other day and I was flicking through them and it just kind of found it really interesting how consistent I was at just showing up every single day and doing the session and every session wasn't spectacular but kind of something that I had over a lot of other people was that I showed showed up up every single day and did the session, even if I was feeling a bit rubbish and even if the session couldn't be done at the level that I wanted it to, I still did it. And, you know, I kind of didn't give myself credit for that at the time. At the time I was looking at like, oh, this person smashed me in the session today or they ran faster than me or I didn't hit my times, blah, blah, blah. But like what I didn't realise was like, yeah, as a whole, the, probably the crap sessions were less than 20% and, you know, the 80% that were great really made a huge difference. So, yeah, I think we just, you know, the overall message and I guess the, the driving, the, the message we want everyone to go home with after this episode is, you know, cut yourself slack, give yourself boundaries within, you know, giving cutting yourself slack if you need them, if you don't trust yourself to not, use every cutting yourself slack opportunity <laughs> as a loophole to, as a slippery slide to I'm not going to do that thing anymore and be kind to others as well because we don't do anybody else favours by c- trying to catch them out doing the right, um, the wrong thing, Definitely trying to catch not. yourself out doing the right thing, trying to try to catch your, your people, other people out doing the right thing. And I will say that keeping a diary or a journal of all the things that you do is a really good way of whenever you start getting a little bit down on yourself because I haven't done this and I haven't done that for two weeks, if you then can look back over a whole year of diary and go, well, you know, for like six or seven months of this year, you know, I hit my goal every single week and it's really only these last two weeks that I've been a bit rubbish, it makes it easier to reset and be kind to yourself. 
So definitely. Yeah. So that wraps up the topic for today. Uh, kicked our ass, Kel. Do you want to go first? Uh, yes. So <laughs> this one is like, only one. Only basketball fans are going to understand this, and I just know Carly is going to find this very hard. Oh, to look, I've to already glazed over Kel. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just going to tap out of this because I will not have a clue what you're talking about. Yeah, so the last two weeks has been the Basketball World Cup and the Australian Boomers, which is the men's basketball team. So it's been the men's basketball World Cup. And so the men's basketball team has been in China competing. Um, and it's been quite a brutal campaign because it's like the formats, it's a group stage to start with. So you can afford to lose some games in there. But for us, we couldn't because we wanted to finish at the top of our group. And like they just won every game, but it's been quite stressful. And then they got through to the game where if you win it, you're in the gold medal playoff. Oh, so the wow. winner wins gold and the loser wins silver. I always and wondered it, how team sports worked in Olympics because I've literally never watched an Olympic team sport. Yeah, well, this is how it works. Um, and so and Australia have never won a medal at a World Cup or an Olympics and we finished fourth four times, four times. Oh, God. So, and so we were like one made free throw away from being in the gold medal uh, match. So like I've been waking up in the middle of the night replaying that missed free throw. So I don't even know the guy no. that missed the free throw. I can only imagine how he's going. But um, so it, but it's been super high stress. So then all of a sudden now we're in the game to play off of bronze or fourth place. We've been in this position. This is the fifth time we've been in this position. And we free and finished fourth again. And it's just been like. I don't know. I just felt so devastated. I was so invested in this campaign and then to come away with fourth place again when we nearly won, you know, we're nearly in a position to win gold has just been, I don't know, it, it really sunk me low. And then I was thinking far out, if I'm just a fan, a basketball fan, and I feel like this, like imagine how the players are feeling. But, um, yeah, so there you go. That's what's kicked my ass in the last week, the sports ball again. I've got to stop following sporting teams and caring so much about how they go. You really it's are channeling not- a lot of your emotions into that <laughs> at the moment. It seems to be kind of like your therapy. Because oh, you stopped so seeing good, your but- therapist, didn't you? Yeah, it did. And you know what? The sports ball is good when it's good, but it, it's disproportionately bad when it's bad. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I should go back to therapy and go, how do I stop, like, investing so much of my emotions into teams that I have no skin in the game with? Um, anyway, Carl, what has kicked your ass this week? Oh, look, just this whole week, it's been bloody awful. Just a really, really difficult Aww. week. And you know what? It's only Tuesday. And when I say this week, I mean literally yesterday literally and today. Literally this week. Oh, like gosh. literally Monday and Tuesday this week. It's just Aww. been awful. Like really just the worst week I've had in a very long time. Um, so some work stuff didn't go very well. I had an argument with someone who is being so frustratingly irrational. I am blind with fury. And I've decided that this is another random thought of the week. (laughs) Do you get an extra bonus (laughs) one this week? I've decided that there should be a relationship ombudsman. So (laughs) like for friendships, parent-child relationships, sibling relationships, uh, you know, you know when you've got people in your life that you have to have in your life and you don't have a choice and what you would do is you would present the facts of an argument to the relationship ombudsman and they would look at the facts like, you know, 
messages or emails or, you know, conversations that you've had and you'd get some witnesses in and they'd be like, no, I was there when that person said that <laughs> and this is what they said and blah, blah, blah. And then the ombudsman would look at all of the evidence that you have and they would decide which person was being the bigger knob jockey. And there would also be tallies for how many cases you're currently involved in. Like this irrational person I'm arguing with at the moment would easily be involved in dozens of cases and I would only be involved in one and that would, you know, work for or against you depending because they'd be like, well, mate, you've got... 15 people that are You've got 15 open cases you would hit clearly a knob jockey. Exactly. And all the people that you are in cases with only have one case and it's all with you, let's (laughs) just figure out, seems like- you need to pull your head in. So, and <laughs> you I seem to be the common factor in all of absolutely. these conflicts. Absolutely. And I feel like this should be a government funded service and the results <laughs> should be final, like the rulings on Judge Judy. <laughs> really, what you want is Judge Judy. Yes. Like to be the relationship of them. But I think that would actually be epic. That's exactly um, what I want. I wanted to go, you're full of baloney. Okay, on to what we kicked us at. Um, and look, this is going to sound a bit weird because today is mine and Aunt's wedding anniversary. Um, and like all the other horrible firsts I've faced today, like the, the lead up to today was worse than the actual day. Um, so I have learned that the key to surviving these firsts is to keep moving. Um, and today I did that very, very literally by going for a 15K hike in the hills with a friend and I just, I've had a really low last couple of weeks. Like my, I've been struggling to get my mood at a level where I can like actually be around other people. Um, And just, yeah, for whatever reason, um, I don't know if it's just having been able to put my back on another first or just the fact that I literally went and walked for three and a quarter hours um, in a lovely location. But I just, yeah, I feel so, so much better. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to record today, but as soon as I finished the walk, I was like, yeah. I'm, and also because Carly promised me that she was going to be sassy and oh like. Oh, my God, guys, <laughs> for real. Like I had the worst day ever. And so I texted <laughs> Kelly and Kelly has said to me several times that she likes it when people are normal around her and talk about their problems and don't act like you know, Kelly's made of glass and, and, you know, you need to be very careful about what you say about her. Like, sorry, I know I'm talking about you, like you're not even there and you're the person <laughs> I'm actually talking to, but Kelly has said this to me several times, like, just please be normal because it's kind of freaky when people aren't normal. So I went in guns blazing today, texting Kelly, just being like, Oh my God, I've had the worst day ever. It's so bad. I'm really cranky. And then Kelly was like, Oh yeah, it's um aunt and, and my wedding anniversary today. And I was like, Oh, for God's sake. Like, I did it again. I did it again. I'm like, it's like the Ikea pegboard all over again. <laughs> the Ikea pegboard. We got to, like, go go back and replay that episode we do. into one of these new episodes. But episode 100, you'll, you'll listen to it, listen to Ikea pegboard, and you will laugh your butt off. But, um, <laughs> yes, no, Carly, when we were texting back and forth this morning, she's like, I totally get it if you're not up for recording this afternoon. But if you are, I'm going to be full, like, full sassy Carly. And I'm like, I am a huge fan of full sassy Carly. She makes me laugh. So I am 90% sure I'm going to be up for it. So I'm glad I was up for it. Um, yeah, me too. I'm glad you had a good day as well. I mean, like not a good day, <sighs> but too. like a, a a better than I expected day, or at yeah. least I just feel more normal today than I have felt in more my normal self today than I have in a good few weeks or good couple of weeks. So I am 
intensely grateful for that. Um, yeah, so Carl, what did you kick ass at this week? So my kick ass is that I started fasting again and it's going really well. So I fast most days from 8 p.m. at night to no, yes, 8 p.m. at night to 2 p.m. the following day. And I'm in a really fantastic rhythm with it at the moment. So I didn't fast for ages uh, because I didn't want to do it while I was pregnant, obviously. Um, although interestingly enough, I was not interested in food when I was pregnant, which yeah. has literally never happened was to me in my life. So, weird. so it was very weird. I was like, I was literally having like one bowl of yogurt a day. And now Harriet loves yogurt. And I really brought that up on myself. <laughs> that, that kid was basically made of dairy. So she's like, give me some cheese and yogurt. And I'm like, well, that's not surprising. Uh, and I didn't fast for ages while I was breastfeeding because I was worried about my breast milk supply. Um, but Hattie's coming to the end of her breastfeeding journey anyway. And I pump on days when she's at care. So I can actually keep an eye on how much milk I'm producing and it's totally fine. I relax a little on weekends, but apart from that, I've been really strict. It's been really good. I don't feel bloated. I have more energy. Fasting just really agrees with me. And, um, at the moment I get up really early in the mornings. Ben does the morning shift with Harriet and I work from seven until midday. And then I take her to daycare because she does like a half a day of daycare. So I take her yeah. to daycare. Then I come home and slam another hour of work. Then I have my lunch and then I can like have a bit of a wind down and go and get my stuff. And sometimes I'll go get Harriet early from daycare because I want to spend time with her. So it's it kind of lines up really beautifully with a 7am start. And then I just power through until two. And then I can kind of just eat my lunch, relax, have a little bit of white space, which I've never really given myself before. But <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I need it. Like I will go and sit outside with my book and read and have <laughs> my lunch. So yeah, I'm. it's really agreeing with me and just inflammation goes down and mm. I just feel less puffy and yeah, and clothes you just, just feel better. lighter, I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, and on that note, it's time to wrap it up. Uh, don't forget that we have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit www.patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. And finally, do jump into the Facebook group and share your thoughts about this week's show. We'd love to hear about situations where, you know, you've you know, kind of you've been held to a bit of an all or nothing standard or you've held someone else to an all or nothing standard and, yeah, let's hear how it worked out for you. And yeah, we're just interested to hear about your tips for making progress without taking that all or nothing approach. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye-bye.